Hello and welcome back to Lounge With Books. I'm Sophie. And I'm Claire. And we are two ex-school librarians staying in touch through the power of books. And we always start off our podcast talking about our current book club read, which is The Salt Path by Raina Wynn. And this book is actually getting a lot of hype at the moment because it's been on TV, hasn't it, Claire? It has. I watched a show last night, which was, uh, it's between the covers with Sarah Cox. One of the guests really liked The Salt Path and that was her favourite book. So that's why they talked about it on the show. So we're on trend. Yeah, I know, I know. And it, they talked about it on TV. Yeah, the lady who was talking about it, uh, she just was really positive about it and said how much she enjoyed it and that it was quite inspiring. She said about all the kind people that helped them and not... I did sort of say in the back of my head that, yeah, and all the people that were horrible to them as well, because they had a lot... They've got a, having a lot of people that are pretty mean to them as well, aren't they? Getting all sorts on their walk. I think that's the most interesting part of this book is the people that they meet. And I, I always think to myself, no way would this happen in real life. Like, <laughs> no one has ever been that nice or generous to myself. No, yeah, but they obviously they exist. Yeah, of course they do. They they are getting a lot of kindness. I mean, we've read the next fifty pages, haven't we? And uh, it starts off with that rather strange evening, though. That's that's why last time we spoke, I read over the amount of pages that we had to read because I had to know who those people were. <laughs> it was most peculiar, most peculiar. Yeah, I was slightly worried it was going in a different way. I was like, ooh, when she went off with Moth to, a, to do a massage, I was like, what's going on? Yeah, and it was on? three women doing a massage. Yeah. And it's like, you know, was that all his, like, wives and girlfriends in the house with him? I have no idea. It was... I mean, it, I'm a bit territorial, so I'd be like, get your hands off my husband. <laughs> I wouldn't have yeah. let him walk off with three women, I, but... I, to be honest with you, I think uh, Raina was just interested in getting plenty of lasagna and red wine. <laughs> <laughs> but this, blame is, her. this is where all the Simon Armitage thing started coming about yeah well throughout the book people have kept saying can't wait to see you perform and being really nice taking Moth's picture and they've all been very quizzical but this <laughs> evening is where they really get treated like royalty yeah. because they think Moth is this guy called Simon Armitage, who yeah. I've never heard of, but you've done some research, haven't you, Claire? I did do a little bit of research because I was like, well, does he look like him? No, he doesn't look <laughs> like him. And basically, uh, if I tell you a little bit about Simon Armitage. So Simon Armitage was born in 1963 in the village of Marsden and lives in West Yorkshire. He is a graduate of Portsmouth University where he studied geography as a postgraduate student at Manchester University, his MA thesis concerned the effects of television violence on young offenders. Until 1994, he worked as a probation officer in Greater Manchester. But basically, Simon Armitage is the current National Poet Laureate and is that until 2029. Why do people think that moth is Simon well in the book they figure out that Simon Armitage is currently doing like a poetry walk he's walking yeah. the coastal path from <laughs> X to basically the same walk that him and Rainer are doing yeah but surely there were other men doing this walk so why do well, they exactly. always think it's him I don't know 
but they people are convinced and he's having his photograph taken with people and and actually he's getting on the bandwagon of it now and just going yeah all right <laughs> and I'll performing at Simon <laughs> Armitage <Yeah. laughs> but they are currently they have arrived in the town at the end of mm. our part they are actually in St Ives where Simon Armitage is doing like a poetry reading isn't he yeah well um, so- <laughs> he reads I'm not sure if you've read this book so I went slightly ahead but he reads a segment out of Beowulf which is the little book that he's carried around this whole time and everyone's like woo throwing coins in his back like his little hat <laughs> oh, because oh, they I did think read he's that. Simon yes. Armitage yeah yeah yeah, because he decided to do... It was kind of like a bit of busking, wasn't it? And uh, yeah, to earn themselves a bit of money. They got so much money from that. Did they? Well, I I obviously haven't got to the end of that chapter. So how much money did they get? Well, I'll, I'll tell you what they bought for this money. Because in today's economy, this would not happen. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, then. They got £28 and three pence. Oh, wow. From him busking. And this is what they bought. They bought bread, fruit, green things, everything that wasn't noodles, a woolly jumper each from a charity shop, and two cones of chips. And they still had £10. Wow. That is a lot for their money. Like, could you imagine getting two jumpers, two bags of chips... A food shop for eighteen pounds today. No, did they go to a charity shop? Can't even get on the bus for, for eighteen pounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did. Oh, it's well, just madness! Absolute madness. Oh, I think she needs to write well, a book about saving your yeah, money and how to spend it. I think she it. does because I felt because I felt really there was just that funny moment before he did the busking because they bought a Cornish pasty, didn't they? Oh, and, and yeah. Moth had eaten his half of the Cornish pasty and and Raina had been waiting patiently for her half and she was keeping and then the seagull was eyeing up the Cornish pasty and one came from behind and whipped it off, didn't it? So she never got so her vicious. half. Yeah. <laughs> they do work. I will in, s- they do work yeah. in pairs, I think, seagulls. I will say that I have noticed within these 50 pages their desperation growing in terms yes. of finances because they've they've stolen quite a few times now. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, it started with her stealing the fudge from the very busy shop, which she did feel bad about. But yeah, she stole from the shop. And then there's been a couple of times where they've camped somewhere and not paid for the camping. Yes, they did, didn't they? Yes. But this this is the second time that they're staying at a campsite and they've not paid for it. Yeah. The last one, they kind of stayed and then ran away. But this one, they're really stretched. Like, they're really... Um... Well, they did. She went for a shower and then they yeah. went into they're town. They're still there they're as still well. There. Yeah. They said, oh, we'd pitch in the night, be gone by the morning. But they're using all the facilities. I did think, though, you know, if you run a campsite, how do you know that everybody's accounted for if well, it's that exactly. big? Well, exactly. You wouldn't, and they probably fault, have really. they probably have different people on as well, don't they? On reception and stuff, mm. so wouldn't know anyway. So actually, I mean, I kind of feel sorry for them, and you sort of you sort of like going, yeah, when they get that yeah, free night mind, on the campsite. Yeah, it, it's interesting how much you know it starts with one act, yeah. and now they're starting to push their luck of things. Yeah. And they're sort of struggling with the money, but getting stronger with the walking. Yeah. I mean, her description of her toe in that shower had me... Cons- like, 
Is yeah. Raina Wynn in One Piece? Like, she's got no nose, she's got no toes, <laughs> she's got birds in her hair. I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I would quite like to... She needs to put a picture on of when she finished the walk so we can still yeah. we can see what she looked like. <laughs> I could probably <laughs> Google it. I could probably Google it anyway. That's but, true. Um, but I just... I don't know what's up with the Cornish folk and the tourists. They all think Moff's Simon Armitage and yeah. he doesn't look anything like that. Like, uh, what is this weird phenomenon? Yeah, it looks nothing like him. But, he, you know, hey <laughs> But clearly, Simon Armitage is such a big deal that yeah. he could have had three women massage him for yeah. free. Yeah. <laughs> I bet he's I bet he's kicking himself. He was like, that man stole my massages. <laughs> Has Simon Armitage read this book? Oh, hilarious, because oh. there's an imposter. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm still really, really enjoying it. Obviously, we're coming to the end of the story now i can mm. see why it was highlighted on that tv show is a really nice book to read because it is a travel book but there's also a lot of heart to it and it is the cast of characters you meet very relatable uh story really and i love the historic facts that she's threaded through as she yeah. visits each cornish town yes so i like that you're going well. on a journey with her yeah well uh, the bit that i've read in this is the is the part of Cornwall that we did in a old-fashioned camper van. So they went to Boz Castle and uh, they went to Mother Ivy's Bay. So all of that uh, I sort of visited. So it sort of brought back memories of that. Yeah, it's she has visited places I've been to as well. And it is yeah. like when she went to Newquay and Tintagel oh, yeah. and all those places because yeah. they're ones that I visited. And she does capture them beautifully. Yes. So yeah, really enjoying it. I, I would... I feel early days, probably shouldn't say this, but I feel like after reading this, I'd be very interested to read her second book and her new book that has recently released, which is Landlines, because Landlines is a book about a walk that she's just done. And I think the book in between that is about, you know, what happened between those moments. I'm just interested. I'm interested in her style of writing and the journeys that she's gone on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it would be it would be interesting to see how she does them differently, or whether do you know what I mean? She's learned from learned from her past experiences. So that is the Salt Path by Rona Wynn. As you can see, we're really enjoying it still, and we will be back next week. And we would have got to page two hundred. Mm. So make sure you join in, watch below the covers, and see their reviews as well. Of Between the, the covers, what did I say? Below the covers. That's a different show, isn't it? <laughs> Don't watch that one. That's not about books. Um, between the covers, uh, to learn more about The Salt Path as well, because you should be reading it right now with us. Claire, what have you been reading? Uh, well, I'm still on The Green and Pleasant Land by Aisha Malik. Um, it's not because I'm not enjoying it. It's just I've been uh, reading it in bits and pieces and then of course reading it alongside the salt path and we've had visitors and stuff like that but I'm really enjoying the book it's interesting that the village are just really up in arms about the fact that Belil wants to build this mosque and they're almost being pushed out of village things so when they turn up for events and stuff it's like they shouldn't be there and and shouldn't you know they're, they're just all of a sudden um, not important anymore and um, 
They've got an auntie that's staying with them who was his mum's sister and she's so funny because she keeps, she's ventured out of Belil's house because she wasn't really going outside and she ventured out and you describe her. Can you imagine like this, this lady all in her finery wearing a pair of wellies and a coat you know, in her colourful clothes, you know, and going out into the streets. She ends up bumping into this woman called Shelley, who is the, like, the instigator of who doesn't want the mosque and is the leader of the gang. And they're having this conversation, and obviously the the aunt doesn't speak very much English because she's trying to learn it through some audio thing. Yeah, it's quite interesting that she's persisting with this Shelley person and this Shelley person is, like, trying not to be talked to her and stuff, but the aunt is like, oh, you know, trying to have this conversation. So it's it's very interesting. And Richard, who is the vicar in the village, he's putting on this nativity and Belil and his wife are Mary and Joseph. And of course, the village is in uproar about the fact that they're Mary and Joseph and that Mary and Joseph should are meant to be white. But actually, if you think about it, Mary and Joseph weren't white, were they? No, they were uh, Middle Eastern. Yes. Yeah. So This yeah. town sounds like a horrible place. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're just <laughs> village folk who don't want change, do they? Hmm. You know, they were all right to be in the village, just being there and doing their thing. But, oh, no, bit of change. Not happy. Oh, sounds great. I uh, finished The Paris Apartment by Lucy Folly. Brilliant book. So easy to read. Like, if you're someone that's a bit of a reluctant reader or you're struggling to read at the moment and want something quick and snappy, it was fantastic. Granted, there were a few moments in the book where I was like, oh, this is very... Um, obvious or I saw that coming or it it reads like an ITV3 crime drama you know (laughs) but I actually quite liked that I I liked that it was Hollywoodized in a way like you could see it on screen and it was a story that you know you've seen or heard before but told in a way that was unique and interesting to read I loved everything about it I would say the only issue I had with it is that everything kind of wrapped up so nicely at the end and certain things were a bit convenient and I wish she'd kind of not given us a happy ending in a, yeah. in a way. Like I wanted something to go wrong, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but I loved it. I loved the mystery, I loved the characters. Oh. Very, very good. What are you going to uh, give it then? It would be a renew for me. I would definitely recommend it to others. I'd happily read it again once I've forgotten the plot. Um, the only reason it's not overdue is because in terms of like the plot like it was great but it wasn't like (gasps) (laughs) you know I wasn't taken aback like I was with Rebecca and how amazing that story was but yeah really solid read would definitely suggest any thriller fan to go out there and read it now Um, the other book I started was the one you chose for me last week, Claire. Yeah. It is The Sanatorium by Sarah Pierce. And this book, when my mum gave me The Salt Path to read for our book club book, she said, I've brought you another one over. 
And it was this one, which is obviously the one you chose for me, which is quite funny. And she says, this is a brilliant book, but she thought it got a bit slow in the middle. So I've kind of gone in with a preconception of it already, but I'll see what happens. But so far, it is good. Um, It's... It started off with a very harrowing opening, a bit like ghosty, a bit horror, like, ooh, you got a bit of chills. And then we change focus to the main character of the book, who is a detective, and she's clearly been through a lot in life. And we, we start on the story. So it's very early days for me, but I'll read the blurb. A beautiful, eerie hotel in the Swiss Alps, recently converted from an abandoned sanatorium, is the last place Detective Ellen Warner wants to be but her estranged brother has invited her there for his engagement party and she feels she has no choice but to accept. Arriving in the midst of a threatening storm, Ellen immediately feels on edge and things only get worse when they wake the next morning to find her brother's fiancé is missing. With access to the hotel cut off, the guests begin to panic. (gasps) (laughs) It's good. (laughs) I read that out at work and everyone was like, I want to read it too! That sounds so, so I'm, good. I'm, I'm looking forward to that because as the nights draw in and it gets darker, you kind of want to read a bit of like horror and something to make you go, ooh. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. It is a bit of a chunky monkey, so I think it might take me a while to get through, but I'm looking forward to the adventure. Oh, that's fantastic. Sounds great. Next week, we will be getting to page 200 in the Salt Path. Claire has been posting some amazing pictures on Instagram so keeping yeah. us alive there, was Claire. My, I need to catch up. Was my scary house scary? I thought so. I see what you mean by the Amityville horror. I think it's the bay windows, you know, like yeah. the massive windows with yeah. just the light shining out to the ocean. Oh, yeah, check out that picture. Let us know your thoughts. I thought it was creepy. Really, I should send you this sanatorium book to take a picture next to it because yes. that's the vibes. <laughs> that is the vibes. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Lounging With Books because we're always posting content so you can keep up to date with the books that we're reading and the recommendations that we share with you. So, there is goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. 